I hope this is one of your favorites. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Stafford. Joe Stafford. <laughs> What up, Joe? It's Willie McGinnis, three-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots, and I know about the Stafford and Matthews podcast and how hard you grind and work, and you're seeing the fruits of your labor. the Stafford and Matthews episode fill in the blank as always Chris Matthews Joe Stafford Chris former Seahawk and Raven uh sorry we missed last week we were a little busy going uh you know senior in college right now and a lot of stuff going on with my thesis and everything um and Chris obviously a bajillionaire just sitting at home doing nothing so um what's up Chris I haven't talked to you in like a week yeah man what's going on how's things going let's go well so I talked to you before the show update you guys guys on what's going on right now so it's Halloween weekend week or whatever how you want to call it um so first of all happy halloween to everyone probably won't have a show before halloween comes out but that'd be happy halloween make sure you celebrate uh safely and happily um and this is my schedule for the next week so besides throw out the podcast don't worry about that all the sour work i have to do for that um i have two exams part of my thesis due another paper due and three bar events i need to kind of well, it sounds, like, it sounds like you should just write all your papers about me and just, shabby, you know, shabby it up a little bit. It'll get you through. If I had to write a thesis about you, what would I even write about? Uh, how life makes turns and you make uh, juice, out of, uh, juice out of grapes. Okay, I'll try to have you pitch that to my communication advisor then <laughs> because I don't think that would work. I don't think it I even, I even have... All in communications is all about intention grabbers at the beginning. So as long as you got that, you're good. Hey, that, I feel that, like I'm the biggest intention grabber. Six on this show, yeah. Extremely handsome, you know, <laughs> extremely intelligent. It, I'm right there. We got to talk about this though, because you literally called yourself sexual chocolate on Instagram. Like you yeah. captured your own picture, sexual chocolate. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Chris. Yeah, come on, man. You know, you got to fill yourself for a little bit, even when you got the liquid courage in your body. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So we missed a week again, kind of on me, but we'll kind of get back into the swing of things here. I want to talk about one thing from last week and then we'll kind of just focus on the storylines going on right now. So Last week, I did not get a chance to comment on this. I want to comment it right now because I felt very strongly about this when it came out. So the Chiefs uh, went to the Tennessee Titans uh, last week and um, stunk the bed. They did not play well. Um, And then the previous week before that, they were in Washington, um, Mm -hmm. a game which they also didn't play great. Uh, Mm -hmm. Ended up winning still, but didn't play great. Um, During that game, Jackson Mahomes, um, brother of of Patrick Mahomes, obviously, is a 6'6 TikToker. Uh, with about a billion followers on TikTok and Instagram combined. Uh, he's very Insta-famous and very social media famous for literally no reason. For The fact that he can just... You, what's the reason? <laughs> My no, brother is half a million. Half yeah, a million, that is true. That is yeah. true. There, there's a little money in that family, I heard. Just a little bit. Um, but regardless, he's basically famous for, for doing this okay. over a camera, um, which is just so embarrassing in the first place. But it is what it is. He's making money and I'm not. So I guess whatever, I can't really hate whatever, him. Whatever works. Whatever I works. I can hate him. So uh, basically what happened was before the game, uh, Jackson and Patrick Mahomes' wife uh, and baby mama were on the field and they were just, you know, doing the typical pregame stuff that most family members do. And Jackson decided to record a TikTok. And the space in which he did it, has proved very problematic. So in a roped off area, if you guys didn't know, Sean Taylor's anniversary was uh, a couple months ago and they officially inducted him into the uh, Washington Football Hall of Fame, which is, first of all, congrats to Sean Taylor and his family. Unbelievable honor. Um, And Sean Taylor was a phenomenal guy, phenomenal father, phenomenal football player. And it was a great honor for him and his family to actually have that happen. So very, very happy for that. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Jackson Mahomes did not take that into account 
and decided to perform a TikTok dance on top of the memorial on the field in which the Washington football team placed it, uh, roped off and everything. And between the ropes, there, there was rope. It was roped off. It was roped off. In the video, it was roped off. Um, and had the had the audacity, had the balls to post that. And I just have to say how embarrassing it is for that family, but how just terrible it is for Sean Taylor's family and really for the entire Washington football community, Miami football community, and anyone who actually gave a shit about Sean Taylor. Uh, to have that happen is just so disgusting and despicable. I can't really put it into words how grotesque that is to kind of benefit on social media by doing something like that. It's, it's just disgusting to me. Um, right. Sean Taylor was a phenomenal, like I said, phenomenal football player, phenomenal guy, phenomenal father, uh, gave his life defending his wife and daughter or son, his child, um, during a home invasion and was killed for it. And to insult someone's memory like that, um, using a TikTok dance, using a trend, using something stupid that won't matter in five years mm-hmm. is just the most disrespectful thing you can do. And so my condolences and my apologies on behalf of Jackson Mahomes um, to, the, to the Taylor family, because that is one of the most ultimate dishonors you could possibly put uh, on someone's name and someone's name didn't deserve it either. Um, Chris, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, I, I, I didn't get to see that. Um, actually I didn't hear about it at all until you, you know, you just broke it to me. Um, I feel like in my personal opinion is very disrespectful. Um, you know, especially it being a day that, you know, that somebody is being honored in this arena. So, of course, the starting quarterback of the Chiefs is going to know that and relays that to his family. Um, kind of shows like, hey, I, I can do what I want. Um, and you're not really doing anything but dancing and letting your brother get beat on for that. Because I'm sure some people seen that. Some players on the team seen that and was like, oh, we got to get him. Um, taking beatings for that. So, that's pretty hard, man. I don't, I, I think that's very, I think that's very disrespectful. Um, hopefully um, they can get an apology at least from him, not from Patrick Mahomes, but from the brother, from his, you know, himself on TikTok. If that's the way that you want to, um, you know, do, you know, you know, sh- show everybody where your thoughts and, you know, your amazing dancing and stuff like that. I think like you should still, be able to show that as well an apology on tiktok as well but i mean he might not feel a certain type of way it might not resonate to him as it resonates to us because you know we're we're football guys you know we we watch football we've played football you know what i'm saying he's he probably doesn't have that same affinity for football that we do so he doesn't see it as disrespect he just sees it as an opportunity to turn up on a number that's supposedly supposed to be honored yeah, so he ended up apologizing, saying he didn't really understand the um, magnitude of his actions, stuff like that. that. And it, the, the, the typical yada, yada, yada apology, cover your ass type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do want to lean towards the side of him not knowing just based on knowing him for who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do want to give him the benefit of that with that. But regardless, it's roped off for a reason. There's got to be at least a million flags, towels, some memorabilia going around the stadium. Everyone knows it's happening. As mm-hmm. big as he is in social media, it's all over the place that he was right. getting honored. Like it was hard to miss that he was getting honored that day. Right. And there was also a pregame ceremony. There was everything possible to let you know that he, he was being honored tonight and for what reason. And so that's where I start to get a little murky on it. And that's where I start to get a little distrustful. And it, it's, it's pretty sad to see the situation right now because Sean Taylor's family does not deserve to see that happening. Um, especially on a, on a day that's supposed to be celebrating him and his family. So right. my apologies to, to Sean Taylor's family. All right. Off of the sad news, onto the happy stuff. The Chiefs are below 500. <laughs> They're below 500. And I really didn't think that would be a possibility even um, before the season starts. And so they've taken a whooping from the Titans this past week, 27-3, in which Derrick Henry tossed a touchdown pass. That was dope. I was kind of worried I didn't get fantasy points for that, but I did. <laughs> This Titans team is so up and down. We'll talk about them a little bit later. I want to talk about the Chiefs right now. Chris, if you had to peg down one reason for what's happening, I know there's a lot of reasons for what's happening. Mm-hmm. If you had down one reason why the Chiefs aren't succeeding like they should be right now, what would it be? The defense. 
That's exactly what it is. It's defense. They're out there. If you look at it, Patrick Mahomes is starting starting the game off behind behind the behind the eight ball. He's coming down. He's seven zero. Uh, you things might happen throughout that first series of the game. Uh, you go out. You come back. You're down two two scores. You know what I'm saying? Like your defense isn't holding uh, isn't holding anybody from from a score. Uh, they're not getting to the quarterback like they used to, like they was, like they used to be able to do. Um, and I feel like people aren't being held accountable for their actions. Usually, when you see things like this, especially when you have a team uh, like the Kansas City Chiefs, who's been to the Super Bowl uh, multiple times in the past five years, you would see people, you know, moving in and out of the locker room. Um, and what I mean by that is they'll start bringing in other people to fill the void and it doesn't look like that's what they're doing it looks like they're just sticking with their defense uh ride or die uh if you've been with us throughout the past two super bowls then you know we're gonna stick with you which is what it looks like to me um that's not a, that's a recipe for disaster I, I feel like that's where you know people are getting complacent because you know you have such a fondness of this you know of a certain player and and things are just aren't working like you have to understand that it's a business at the at the end of the at the end of the day so i feel like that's the biggest thing outside of honey badger and probably um off the top of my head i can't think of i can't think of another player's name i mean and i think that that's just because of the lack of productivity that they're giving out there on the t- on that defensive side and so now you have patrick mahomes out there just throwing a ball trying to make plays trying to make hero plays when there's no need to sometimes that the hero plays have a place in the game uh in certain in certain situations a lot of these situations he's playing hero ball and it's the first quarter, the first series. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not the time. This is the time to get the plays off, get a rhythm, and keep and keep the ball going. You know what I'm saying? So now it's it looks like he's just doing a lot of stuff, trying to hang on to the football as long as they can, and hopefully they can get a touchdown. And also, you know, you said the one biggest thing, but I have to I have to throw them in there as well. Offensive line isn't doing that great neither. So there's a lot that's going against that's going against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. But I don't think that they'll stay here for long. I do believe that they'll end up making it to the playoffs. I just think it take it's going to take them some time. Yeah, they're obviously just dealing with something right now logistically they can't figure out. And you yeah. talked about Patrick Mahomes playing hero ball. I think it's very true to a certain extent. I also want to talk about him playing loose. And now ninety. 90- 9% of the time playing loose is what you absolutely have to do. If you don't play relaxed, you're not playing good football. I think it's like this cross the board true. If you're, if you're not relaxed in your setting, you don't know what you're doing. You're trying too hard ETC. You're not going to be successful when you're playing right. loose. You're playing fun. That's how you play the game of football. That's how you succeed. Uh, obviously with an edge, with an edge, obviously, but you need to play loose, obviously. And um, right now he's playing too loose in, and I know it's his entire play style kind of backyard type feel toss the ball all over the yard, make exciting plays, stuff like that. And, and most of the time, that's a good thing, right? But as of right now, it's costing you football games. Mm-hmm. It's leading to turnovers that aren't necessary. Defenses are starting to figure it out a little bit more, maybe even leaving him more time to scramble outside the pocket and let me things happen because he'll make those more aggressive throws that end up leading to turnovers or end up leading to fourth and goal or, or fourth down, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, and I really do believe that defenses are starting to figure out a little bit what Mahomes' game is. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say he, that's it for him. That's not to say he's not an MVP anymore. It's not to say he's not a Super Bowl contender anymore. That's right. just to say defenses are starting to figure out what Mahomes likes to do. Yes. I do trust him, however. I trust Mahomes to know how to deal with this adversity because great quarterbacks, in my mind, Mahomes still a great quarterback. Great quarterbacks always find a way. No matter how you slice and dice, the great quarterbacks will find a way to win football games. Mahomes' talent is through the roof. Potential is still there. He's not even at his height of his career yet. He will figure this thing out. Mm -hmm. So stay the course, Chiefs fans. You'll be just fine. Don't throw in the towel. Do knock it down yourselves. You have Mahomes the next, like, 15 years. He's going to figure something out. Believe me. Even Tom Brady had down years. You're going to figure it out. No, absolutely. I I feel like. I feel like that this is a uh, this is a perfect time for him to be able to actually grow. Like this is like this right now. This time right now is the perfect time for him to be able to figure out another another lane for himself 
to be able to navigate his team to the championship and ultimately win a Super Bowl. Um, if he could do that, it will it will speak wonders about his career in the NFL. Because if you look if you look at the past in, uh, NFL quarterbacks, they all don't start off the. I mean, they all don't end the way that they started off. You know what I'm saying? Tom, like Peyton Manning was out there throwing deep balls, and the end of his career, he was barely getting the past 15, 20 yards. So it's all about growth and being able to understand the game and taking what the defense gives you. I agree 100%, I think, too. I think Mahomes needs to start doing more of that. Take what the yeah. defense gives you. Yes. And I love how he extends plays. I love how he goes deep. I love how he makes exciting scoring potential a thing. That, that's what Mahomes does. That's his speciality. That's what he does. Um, but I think you're right. Take what the defense gives you. Move the ball consistently. Don't turn the ball over, and you're going to win football games. Absolutely. Because when Mahomes is on fire, you're not going to stop him. And there's I think no we've beat- learned that, that lesson so yeah, far. there's no beating him. There's no beating him at all. So, Chris, while I was on my little hiatus on this week, I ended up going to a Patriots game. I was oh. babysitting. Yep, I was, I was babysitting for my, my parents' anniversary. First of all, happy anniversary, my, my, wonderful, my wonderful father and mom. Uh, 30, uh, 30 years married uh, in a couple of weeks. So they decided to go to Maine, Algonquin, Maine, have a little, little shindig of a time. So I decided to babysit for them. So me and my girlfriend, my beautiful girlfriend, Claudia, babysat my sister and my cousin uh, for the week. Did some cool stuff on, on Friday and Saturday. But on Sunday, this was my day, Chris. This was my reward for being such a good fatherly figure for the weekend. <laughs> I ended up going to Gillette, brought my other cousin. And let me tell you, I did more babysitting at the stadium than I did away from the stadium. My <laughs> girlfriend and my cousin went drink for drink, shot for shot, until they were stumbling over the seats in Gillette Stadium. It was <laughs> awful. Like, they got sloppy drunk. I mean, I understand that, but yeah, how about you let me get sloppy drunk a little bit? I was the one. <laughs> I brought my cousin for free. She's nine drinks in by halftime. My girlfriend's on two and she's a terrible tolerance. So she's already gotten a little woozy, a little mm-hmm. dizzy. Oh my God. It was the funniest thing ever. My cousin almost got kicked out. Um, <laughs> and my joke and, and my dad would have kicked my ass because we own the tickets. Me, my dad, and my, his, my dad's friends have about mm-hmm. nine tickets um in Gillette all next to each other and every time there's an incident if you guys aren't familiar with how the, the stadiums work if there's an incident they'll toss you out take your ticket then put it on the auction block for the next season ticket holder in line that's how it works it's cutthroat it's not easy right and so my cousin um may or may not have been vaping in one of the sections and this lady who was drunk off her ass did not take kind of that and started yelling at her and so that brought down uh Gillette Stadium security and they basically gave her a warning do that again You'll be kicked out. You'll have your ticket forfeited. And I had a mini heart attack because my dad and me pay a lot of money for those tickets. And if we had one taken away, I don't know what the hell he would have done to me. So thank God for, uh, for a little self-control for my cousin. But that was, it was a really fun game. And actually talking about the game, 54 points is not too shabby. The New York Jets have not beaten the New England Patriots since I was 14. I'm 21 years old. That is un heard of that is ridiculous chris you were playing in the super bowl the last time the jets beat the patriots yeah that is ridiculous a chance now i know you seen the trade alerts <laughs> my guy joe flacco is going back to the jets is joe flacco elite uh, yeah <laughs> your standards, joe yeah joe, by my standards we're not having this conversation we have it every week the whole elite thing. Like, can we get over that, please? You brought it up. I didn't. He has a Super Bowl champion. He's a Super Bowl champion and an MVP. Hey, so. Joe, Joe Flacco was elite at one time. I was just joking that Joe Flacco's elite thing now. He's, th- he's like 37. He's not elite anymore. It was just a joke. Um, but can we talk about that trade specifically? Because the Jets are, I think, across the board, the most dysfunctional organization in all professional sports. And this proves it. Because Joe Flacco was on the Jets last year. Last year, went into free agency, signed with the Eagles. The Jets, while drafting Zach Wilson second overall, a mm-hmm. very experimental project type player, decided, yeah. hey, let's not get a veteran. Let's just roll the dice with our rookie. And mm-hmm. look how it's turning out for you guys. Zach yeah. Wilson has double-digit picks, um, has like three or four touchdowns total. And now you traded a fifth-round pick, a fifth-round pick to get a 37-year-old Joe Flacco to, quote-unquote, right the ship. God, 
Can you press the emergency button before the season starts? Because Jesse to do it every goddamn Yeah, it was already it's pressed. pressed a long time ago. It's been when pressed. Camp started. That's what happened. <laughs> but watching like they were all they were all feeling a certain type of way, and you could see it through the media. You can see it through the uh, uh, through the practicing. I mean, through the practices, it just didn't look right. But um, is Joe Flacco going to be there to to right the ship? I don't think so. I think he's just going to weather the storm and get them to the next year so they can be able to draft uh to go to go in the draft and pick up some more pieces i do think they're going to give zach wilson um another chance though i don't think this is going to be like one of those um uh uh like one and done type of a one one and done type of a things for them um because they like him obviously they like him they keep on giving him chances and he's not that bad of a quarterback he's just on a bad team uh, I, I, I honestly feel bad for him, but hopefully, you know, next year he comes back um, with a better mindset, more mature and is able to pick up on some things. And I, hopefully he can go, you know, pick up some information from some quarterbacks, um, some veteran quarterbacks this offseason. So I think I'm under the impression that he's going to be back in four weeks, four or five yeah. weeks. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's the impression right there. I think he goes back to starting after that, unless they really just don't want to keep the, the project going along for this season. And you mentioned it a little bit in your last comment there. What do you think of Zach Wilson? Like your actual honest impressions of Zach Wilson so far. My honest impression is he's an average quarterback, but I mean, if you, if you want to put there, if you want to, if you want to add in all of, you know, add in everything that comes with, um, being drafted you're drafted and you're 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 afforded opportunity you're afforded mistakes you're afforded injuries um you know a lot of people say that you get you 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 really get a three-year window when you're drafted in the first round of being able to weather the storm you know figure out who you are becoming a man because a lot of these kids are i mean a lot of these a lot of these dudes are kids coming into the nfl with millions of dollars and they're not understanding you know how to be a a a professional so i think that this is going to be his time for him to figure it out um get you know get back in the swing of things and 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 uh make things happen you said three or four weeks i'm thinking more so of like the whole season i'm not saying that he's not going to come back in three or four weeks i'm saying that his time for him to figure this out I feel like it should be by it should be by next year because he's done he's done played against a couple teams that had really good de- that had really great defenses and a lot of other teams th- that you're facing this league probably won't have the same amount of pressure as these uh, as the other defenses that he's done played. But I'm looking at this schedule at the rest of his schedule. You're saying he's coming back in what three to four weeks? Something like that, yeah. It's not looking good. So it's looking it's looking like a bunch of tough teams at the uh towards the end of his career. I mean t- towards the end of this season. So I don't know. Are you gonna let we'll him spit them out? What do we got? What do we got for names? What do we got for teams? Well, I'm just looking at after after week 12. Week 12 is Houston. I feel like he can go out there for that one. But then you turn around and you got you have uh you have Philly, then you have New Orleans, then you have Miami, then you have Jaguars. And you have Tampa or Tampa, and then you have Buffalo. These are games that are really going to show because all of these teams that I named have really good defenses. So we're not worried about the offense. You know what I'm saying? We're worried about the defense for for Zach. So these are it's, it's going to be a tough task for him. Definitely, yeah. So coming into the draft last year, I had Wilson ranked significantly lower than a lot of guys uh, on the board. So if I remember correctly, I'm not sure if I remember this correctly or not. Um, I know I had Trevor Lawrence one. I might've put Trey Lance second. Um, Mac Jones was fourth. Wilson was fifth. Who was third? Who was third in that lineup? So one, two was Lawrence and Wilson. Oh, Fields was my number two. So it was, it was Lawrence Fields, then Lance then Mac right. and then Zach Wilson. That's exactly what it was. Thank you, Chris. And there's a reason for that. I don't think he was NFL ready. And I, I thought it would be a couple of years similar to, to Trey Lance and what it would take for him to be fully ready to take the league on. Mm-hmm. Um, the talent was there. Talent was always there. That wasn't an issue. It was about the logistics of actually playing the game of football and right. being a quarterback at the next level. That's right. a significant jump from college, especially when you're playing at a program like BYU and the style in which that Zach Wilson plays football. 
Mm-hmm. And so I obviously thought, I said this multiple times over the summer, that the Jets not signing a, a veteran QB presence for that team was a mistake and starting Wilson from the jump was a mistake. And so far that's proven true. Um, I just don't know if Wilson has the it factor. And I think he has talent. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's untalented. I don't think he, he's inept out there. I just think certain guys have it when you watch them, when you, when you go through the eye test and some don't. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to how I, I view Tua Tagovailoa. Tua Tagovailoa is a very talented, talented NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. But when you watch him play, when you sit down and watch an entire game and you watch all the film, he just doesn't jump out at you as a franchise guy, at least from my view. Some guys just don't have the it factor, and Zach Wilson has yet to prove that he has it. Uh, yeah, I can see, I can see where you're coming from with that, uh, especially in the age that we're in right now of how we're treating rookie quarterbacks. Um, you know, I've said this plenty of times before, uh, so I guess I have to say it again. But um, NFL quarterbacks are being treated a little bit, uh, are being rushed in a little bit too early. Like I said before, usually quarterbacks spend at least two to three years on the bench, let the veteran finish out his career, and then they come in and they step in with the game going. They're three years in. They know the offense like the back of their hand, and they're more comfortable because they've been around other professional players. It helps them get better. Iron sharpens iron in practice, especially when you're on really good teams. Um, for him, it's going to be a little bit harder because you're not on the best. You're not on the best team, but you're still on. You're still on the team with professionals who may not be the elites of the elites, but they still are really good. And so it's going to take him just a little bit more time. And it's going to be a little bit more brutal for him because he is the first round draft pick for him. And he has to be, and he's been thrown into the fire and there's no turning back from here because you turn around and you bench the kid, then maybe his, his confidence gets crushed. um, And he can't, and he might not be able to turn back from this. You know, there's a lot of these, you got to think about these kids and what, what uh, their their lifestyle, how their lifestyle was growing up. Is this a guy who's been through turmoil before? How is he able to handle it? Uh, did he come back from anything? Uh, anything like that? I I would see it. I would see it happening. It would be more apt to happen, but not really. So Tua Tagovailoa, that would probably be the only guy who I could see being benched. And then being able to come back into the league and trying to find his starting spot somewhere because he did injure. He, he was injured in college and came back and still was able to get drafted in the first round and still perform at a high level. And uh, uh, the way he the way he was doing before uh, he ended up getting hurt again in the NFL. Most definitely. And so I want to kind of transition this to another topic that's really hot right now uh, in NFL circles. So. Stop me if you heard this before, but Deshaun Watson's back in the news and for the right reasons this time. Um, so officially there's no update from any law enforcement about the cases going on with Deshaun Watson. And as of right now, he is not on the commissioner's exempt list. Mm-hmm. So technically Deshaun Watson is eligible to play right now. Right. Keep that in mind. November 2nd is officially the new trade deadline for the NFL season after adding a week 17 to the schedule or a 17th game, I should say, to the schedule, because it's always been week 17, but a 17th game to the schedule. And now we have finally, after months and months, months speculation, trade movement on the Deshaun Watson front. There are, as, as, of, as of today, which is what, Tuesday, October 26th, mm-hmm. there are three teams heavily pursuing Deshaun Watson right now. We know two of them. The Miami Dolphins, who need him desperately, to save this season if they're wanting to save this season. The Carolina Panthers, also in the same boat. In, in, a, a, mystery, in, no, in a mystery team. We have no idea who it is. I swear if it's the 49ers, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it if it's the 49ers. Oh, don't my God. Me, man, don't, don't count us out. I'm going to lose it if it's the 49ers. Um, okay, so I want to talk about Deshaun Watson a little bit. If you could pick... You're Deshaun Watson's agent, Chris. You want him to succeed in the best case scenario. Mm-hmm. Where are you trying to steer this trade to? Ooh, out of the three, out of the three teams that we just named. Yeah. Or out of everybody. In the no, league? those those three teams because nobody else. Okay, is- out of those three teams, I would definitely go with. Uh... Actually, I wouldn't. 
<laughs> neither one of those teams I would want to go to. But I mean, he's trying to get out of he's trying to get out of there. Obviously, by now he's like, I don't care where it is. He just wants to leave and go play somewhere. So I would I, I mean I would go to Philly if I was him. Like, so he was, doesn't want to go to Philly. He's he's already made it clear to his agent he's, he's not waiving an exemption to go to oh, Philadelphia. And that's 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 unbelievable because that fan base, like they hate you, they hate you. But if they love you, they will go above and beyond for you in Philadelphia. So that would I don't I don't understand how why he wouldn't go there. He doesn't want to be Ben Simmons. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I mean, you can't argue with that. You can't like, argue with that. I can't, I can't, I can't, I know for sure I can't, I wouldn't even, that wouldn't even cross my mind because I, uh, A, I play football and I'm obviously way better than Ben Simmons as an athlete <laughs> Two, like, if I'm innocent, I'm not worried about anything that has to do, I mean, anything that's negative, uh, that's going against me and I'm going out here to play football and be the best. You have young receivers out there, and you can go ahead and go out there and pick up another, uh, pick up a veteran receiver at that. You bring all that together, and you go. You know, Miles Sanders is he just he just got hurt, but I feel like you bring in bring in another running back. That would be a, a very dynamic team over there with uh, with Philly. But if it's anywhere else, I don't know. I wouldn't pick anywhere else to be honest with you. Any of those teams, unless it's the Niners. Unless it's the goddamn Niners. Um, <laughs> If it's me, I'm Deshaun Watson. Or fuck it, I'm Deshaun Watson. I want to go to Carolina. Man, I want to go to Carolina. Think about that, Chris. You have Christian McCaffrey and Deshaun Watson together on the same roster. You have uh, Robbie Anderson. You have DJ Moore. You have one of the best defenses in the NFL. You have a cupcake division outside of the Bucks. Like, give me a break. I'm putting. I'm. I'm slamming Carolina. Every single moment I can. They should have a great start to the season. Yeah, they slipped a little bit, a little bit after Christian McCaffrey goes down. And Sam Darnold's kind of just torpedoed his, his new start to his career a little bit. Got benched last week for P.J. Walker. This smells like our opportunity to restart. And I know Deshaun Watson coming in midseason isn't going to be the same guy he would be with a full offseason at work. New playbook, new guys to kind of get chemistry with, ETC, stuff like that. Logistical problems. But at the end of the day, his talent level is worth the risk. And I don't want to comment on the legal stuff because I have, I, again, not law enforcement. I have no idea where that is, where, that, where that's progressing, whether or not he's guilty. I, 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 have, no, I have no bearing on the situation at all. Um, but if, if people are willing to give Mike Vick a second chance after he's been in jail, you better believe Deshaun Watson is going to get at least three first-round picks for someone who can play immediately. Absolutely. Um, you better you better believe it. So if I'm Carolina, I'm tossing a couple first round picks at him. I'm tossing a player. I'm tossing a starter. I'm tossing everything possible. You just got Stephon Gilmore. You're gonna have JC Horn back in a couple weeks. Defense is only gonna get better. The offense of Deshaun Watson is only going to get better. Give me Deshaun Watson to Carolina. I think it's the perfect fit. Yeah, I see. I'm looking at. I'm thinking about youth and 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 durability. Uh, Carolina's probably it has not been the most durable team out there since um christian mccaffrey has been hurt the past couple of years even though he's a great he's a great running back when he's healthy he's bar none top five top five running backs in he's the bar none top two not two that's true that is true but when he's hurt which is, seems like it's been more often than not that pays yeah. a, that plays a toll that plays a toll on you know how the team is run now we know He's not running the ball as effective as they were. I mean, they weren't, they're not running the ball as effectively as they were before when he was out there. And you're talking about Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson is an older, older player. I mean, it's a, uh, it's more, I shouldn't say older. I should say he's a veteran player, but he's not the, he's not the cream of the crop. He's not, he's not the top. He's not a top player. He's not a top wide receiver out there who's going to be able to, that he's going to be able to rely on. Honestly, there's been times that he's been, he's out there and he's dropped the ball. Um, in clutch moments where you need, you know, you need that catch, you need that, that first down or, you know, those, those little bit, a couple of yards so we can get in field goal range that right there, uh, DJ Moore. Now that's different. You can go with him. I, I can see that happening, but then you also talking about defense defense is coming. Uh, you have a top defense. Stefan Gilmore is in there. Stefan Gilmore is an older player. Let's not, let's not forget why, uh, why, the Patriots let him go. They didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like they let him go 
And only because they didn't just want him just to be sitting around uh, trying to end his career, you know, with a team that's done helped him build his career. You know, that's a whole nother story in that with the Patriots. But you got to remember, he left because of age. Uh, see, uh, J.C. Jackson, he's coming back off it. Of, off of injury he's still young so he still is still working out through the process of that and you have uh what's the middle what's the linebacker that i'm thinking about um brian burns there you go brian burns uh great great talent out there but is he the is he an elite cover guy who's going to be able to get you off the field uh on third downs uh every time when they come after him no so it's on his role, though. He's playing off the edge. Like he's not—he's not built to cover, and you know that. I think—I think a guy. And, you're and, talking about- and that's the point because the people are going to when you're talking about getting down to the second half of the seat. I mean, second half of the season, and offenses is getting a little bit more intricate because now we know what you're what you're playing out there on defense. We're going to spread you out there because we know you can't cover, and you're going to start seeing uh, five wide receivers with this guy out here trying to cover a cover a scat back. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not going to work. So these are things that I'm looking at, you know, potential, you know, that that could potentially hurt me. Now, is the is the is the 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 Eagles defense any better? No, not at all. They're not even close. But you do have a very promising offense, and you worry about the defense. The sec, I mean, at the end of the uh, at the end of the year when the draft comes up, and you can bring in free agents and things like that. True. That's that's a fair enough point. I just don't think you leave that up to chance. When you have a guy, to, when you have a chance to get, when you have a chance to get a generational talent like Deshaun Watson, you pull the trigger. I'm yeah, sorry. Actually, that's you know what? Cool. Fuck that. I'm not sorry. Paul is gonna pull up. Gonna pull up, throwing the big bucks at him. You have to. You have to pull the trigger and say, "Hey, this. We want you. We yeah. know what we can do with you. Yeah. Let's ride it out." And I guarantee you, he waves that no trade clause for the Carolina. There's no way he doesn't want to go there. Out of mm-hmm. all the options on the table right now that are have interested parties, mm-hmm. I'm not going to Miami. I'm not no. going to go to that mystery team. I'm going to Carolina. That's what I'm thinking. That's where I truly believe he belongs. Mm-hmm. That's my view. All right, fantasy update. Uh, unfortunately, I've lost all three leagues this week. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, no, it was good. I, I, I got hit with Biomageddon. Biomageddon hit me hard. I was without Josh Allen, without Justin Jefferson, without – who else was I without? I, it wasn't even that bad of a game either. I lost by like 15, something like that. Like, I understand, like, it's not perfect, but it's not like I got smoked. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, I didn't lose by that much. So who else was out? It was, oh, Keenan Allen. That's who it was. So it was Jefferson, Josh Allen, and Keenan Allen all had bye weeks. Um, and so that sucked. That was not fun. My friend, yeah. Sean, shout out to Sean, beat me up a little bit. And uh, in, that, in the league we follow, at least. And the other two leagues are just throwaways. It wasn't a good, a good week for me. But, hey, you know what? I'm feeling good still. Right now, I'm looking at the standings. I'm 5-2. and two. I'm tied for second place in the league. I'm feeling good. Like, I'm still – everyone has a loss now and again. I'm feeling good. How, how about you? Did you capitalize on your, on your first, uh, first victory of the season? Well, actually, I'm three wins in. I won last week. I'm three wins in. I, oh, because we missed last week. We missed yeah. last week. That's what it was. Yeah. So I ended up beating one of my one of my teammates I used to play with in uh, in Seattle. Um, he's Who on the league right now. Jordan Terramino. He's an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I beat him one ten to ninety nine in our in our game. So uh, and I and the, this is the crazy part about it. Everybody on my team had a bye week. <laughs> Everybody. I had Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, Cole Beasley, uh, 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 Dawson Knox, you know, everybody on my team. And then Antonio Brown is hurt. So I'm like, damn, like I have to really go out here and coach. I yeah, really take some bench stuff up. It's study. I studied the league and I started paying attention to these guys. And I was like, okay. I still have Alvin Kamara. I still have Jonathan Taylor. Like these guys are going to be locked in points, which might I add, Alvin Kamara did an amazing job on Monday night. He did He's a monster. Job. He's he a monster. Unbelievable. But I ended up pick up uh, Dallas Goddard. I picked up um, McCole Hartman and uh, Garrett Everett's. 
from Seattle. I needed him. I picked up the Raiders defense. I picked up uh, uh, Randall Moore from the from the Arizona. Like I was just picking up a bunch of random people because I knew I'm looking at their I'm looking at their schedules and I'm like, oh, like this gonna be a game where he's gonna be throwing the ball more. Like, and I knew it was just one piece that I was really nervous about. It was my tight end. And the only one that I could pick up was uh, was Everett from Seattle. And I was saying to my brother right before the game, I said, all I need is for my tight end to get five to six points. And I'm winning the game. And what happened? He ended up getting 5.3 points. On the <laughs> winning. <laughs> so I'm living good, baby. I'm four or three right now. So it's not the best of record. But I'm making my way back. Everybody Everybody knows when you slide through my town, you're gonna have to see me and you know it's gonna come. I'm coming correct. So hey, hey, you're you're, you're playing. It's better than the start of the year when you were losing every goddamn game. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You got back on the high horse. I like that a lot. All right, fantasy <laughs> update just finished up. Uh oh, one more thing before we talk about um, you know, do our, our game picks of the week. Joe Burrow had a Sunday. No, he did. Joe Burrow had a he Sunday. Did. Final score, 41-17 to tie the Baltimore Ravens at the top of the AFC North. And this is just insanity. Did anyone expect Cincinnati to be 5-2? and two? I didn't. No. I'll tell you right no. now, I love Joe Burrow. I remember if you guys listened to the show last year, I was the biggest Joe Burrow stand of all time. It oh, was yeah. borderline weird. Like, it was borderline weird how much I talked about Joe Burrow. And no, no, it wasn't. I knew why. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Joe Burrow, amazing talent, and it's showing why right now. Additionally, I have a question for you. As, as a receiver, not as a friend, as a brother, as a, as a receiver, is Jamar Chase the best rookie receiver of all time? I, of all time? I don't know. So I, I think know. right now, so he is the most yards. Time. I know that they've been saying that he, that he probably is right now, but there's a, lot of, there's a lot of players out there, you know, and I'm thinking of, I'm, starting, I'm starting to like, I'm trying to go back to. I'm that. thinking of Randy Moss in 98. Yeah, That's what I'm like. Those are those are things, but I mean, even then, you you have uh, Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, who eclipsed True. him last year. So it's hard to really say who's having who's had the better rookie year as a wide receiver. But but nonetheless, he is up there. This guy is serious, and you know they talk about you know taking taking uh you know when you know you have an elite receiver where well, you can take. A uh, five-yard run and turn into an eighty-yard, uh, eighty-yard catching, uh, catching, t- uh, catching uh, catch run. Like these are things that he's doing, and 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 he's doing it pretty easily. Like it's not like he's out there struggling to make things happen. It's like it's just happening organically. And he's like he he's very impressive. And I'm mad that I didn't get him in fantasy. He did scare me with the drops, so that's probably the reason why I don't have him because I would have went after him if he didn't have those drops. I knew that he was going to be, he was going to be serious from the get go. Yeah. So Jamar Chase so far this season has like 760 yards roughly through yeah. seven games. That's the most all time, but I'm looking at it from this standpoint, I'm looking at Randy Moss right now, 1998. He was targeted 124 times, had 69 catches for 1300 yards and 17 touchdowns. See that like, that's where I find it a little bit hard to, to believe. Do I think that Jamar Chase, even with an extra game under his belt, can get 17 scores or sniff 1,300 yards? I want to say no. Like, I, I know it's probably wrong to doubt the kid right now because of how hot he is, but I'm just saying 1,300 yards and 17 touchdowns, that's not an easy standard to live up to. And it's hard. And I, don't, and I hate making comparisons, but when you bring up the title of, you know, best rookie receiver of all time, you have to because there's yep. other guys that have been there and done better. And yeah. so that's where I kind of have the confusion a little bit. Do I think it's at least top five, maybe even top three? Yeah, I'll hammer that right now. But when you say the best of all time, best rookie receiver of all time, that's where it starts to get a little hazy for me. But wow, I did not what see a great Lamar- start. What a great start. I just did not see Lamar Jackson crumble um, on Sunday that was coming. 41-17 is... is- I think it was the defense that crumbled more Well, than- obviously, every, every time yeah. you put 41 points of the defense is to blame. But... I'm not blaming him per se, but when one team scores 41 points and you only put up 17, you're part of the problem. Yeah, you're right. You I'll are keep, part of the problem. I'm sorry, yeah. you are. 
If you're not scoring at least 30 points in that kind of a shootout game, then you did something wrong. Like, I know it's not easy. I know it's not supposed to be easy, but the game isn't fair. Football isn't fair. You need to adapt and overcome. It's all about adversity. And Lamar Jackson had an opportunity to show that this week, and he didn't do it. Um, you got, if you go get on Patrick Mahomes, you got to get on Lamar. Exactly. Yes. Do both ways. You have to be consistent or else you're not a good analyst in general. Um, but yeah, just shout out to Joe Burrow. That was, that was my whole point. It's just like unbelievable game on Sunday Absolutely. and Lamar needs a bounce back week desperately because this win could have put him out of, out of the, out of the number two seed in the AFC. Right. But can we talk about your guy, uh, somebody who you've been waiting to fall off Kyler Murray. Okay, no, so, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay let's so. Hear it. Let's hear it. First of all, they played Houston. <laughs> they played Houston. That doesn't count. And that doesn't count. Hey, it looked like it was going to happen, and then, sure enough, those wheels started turning, and I'm like, oh. Okay, so I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, Chris, right? So when I, when I hit the fraud alert, when I slammed the table on the fraud alert a couple weeks ago, or probably like week three. It was two it was, weeks ago. It was, it, like no, it was longer than that. It was longer than that. I think, I think it was a little bit longer I mean, than that. Yeah, you've been talking about it for a minute. Yeah, yeah. So it was a little bit longer than that. I slammed the table. I said the Cardinals are frauds. Mm-hmm. So far, it hasn't been true. However, during my initial take, I did say midseason around week eight or nine where things are going to start unraveling, right? And who do they play next week, Chris? Their defense isn't great either. Like, that, no, but, you, but no, well, who, did you answer the question? Green Bay. So they're playing the Green Bay Packers. Yes. Well, how poetic and how expected is it would in it be? Green Bay? I don't know, actually. Is it in Green Bay? You it tell me. Say. No, I think it's in Arizona. Well, we're going to find out in a second. I'll tell you in a second. Week eight of the football season, we're talking about the Green it's Bay Packers. It's in Arizona. Last time uh, Edwards played in Arizona, what happened? I don't know what happened. Double Hail Mary in the playoffs to beat Carson Palmer and the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, he sure did. The double yeah. Hail Mary. I forget all about that. Yep. Double that I was, was a, I, that was a magical time. That was that a magical was, time in the NFL for sure. That was unbelievable. I was like 16 yeah. years old. I remember watching that. I was actually I was actually about to go to bed. Um thinking the game was pretty much over just because of the score and how much time was left. Right. And I hear something in the background of my mom's TV and she's asleep. I put the game on there before I went to bed. I sneak out out of my room and I kind of look over and glance. I'm like, there's like 20 seconds left. They're at like the one yard line and this game's over. And I stayed just long enough for him to get the Hail Mary off to Jeff Janis the first time. And he catches at the 50 yard line. Like there's no way he just caught that. <laughs> and back to back happens again for a touchdown. They end up winning the game at the end of the day. Um, that's a good omen for Aaron Rodgers. That's, that's a good track record. And yeah. so this He's been, could be keeping track of him too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And this could be the game. This could be the game where it all starts to kind of unravel for the Cardinals. And I really hope it does just for my own sake. I like Kyler Murray actually. I like the Cardinals team, but I don't think they're legit. I think they're kind of frauds. I know they're like pretty much undefeated. Actually, they are undefeated, but I still want to just maintain my position and defend it as long as humanly possible. So I'm going to give it to week eight, week nine. Packers playing them is a good timing for me. I'm going to ride with Aaron Rodgers here. Now, see, before it was week seven, week eight. Now, no, 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 no. I did not say that. Push it on an extra week, like, oh yeah, you know what? I did say this was going to happen. Yeah, give me a direct quote, dude, because I I remember saying week eight about midseason, week eight, week nine. I remember saying that. I'm just saying. Listen, Joe, I I I hear you. I'm actually on board with you. Do you? Did last year play a part into of of a lot of older players still being out there when, you know, per se is probably their time to go, even though, you know, you have the utmost respect for this, for this guy. And I'm talking about Larry Fitzgerald. It just seemed like it was holding him, uh, holding the team back just a little bit because you had to worry about that guy and getting that guy into the mix. So now it's free reigns. Everybody out there who's who's out there should be out there if they're, um, you know, if they're healthy and uh, they're doing great. They're looking amazing. And at the and, and, and the biggest thing about it is everybody's healthy. Like yeah. it's different. It would be different if people started dropping off. 
Like I, for me personally, I feel like if it's going to start happening and make a turn is if JJ White goes down. If JJ White goes down, it just seems like everything else goes down with the ship because he's the cap. He's one of the captains. Actually, he's probably the captain for his team, even though, even though Kyler Murray is a quarterback, but he is the, the guy for the captain um, for the league captain of the um uh, of, of the cardinals and i feel like if he goes down probably you know things is going to start uh looking a little bit different out there and things are going to start pressing a little bit more because jj watts playing out of his mind right now being that this is his what what nine what what is it what what year is this for him it's got to be close to 10 yeah like it's, it's been a minute, and he's still performing at an elite level. So this guy is uh, 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 an old, uh, ultimate pro's pro, and I feel like uh, he's he's the leader of the ship. So if he goes down, then everything else is going to start rocking a little bit, and hopefully um, they can they can weather the storm until he gets back. But who's going to be there to weather it? You're talking about a three year guy who's who's uh, who's out there just running around making things happen and not actually like um, being that, being that pristine quarterback that you need, who's very poised and can take a couple hits. You know what I'm saying? Like you just think about it. JJ Watt goes down defense is off the field a little bit more because either they're getting, they're getting scored on. I mean, they're getting scored on just a little bit more. You get your you get your offense back out there a little bit uh, 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 out there a little bit more. They're pressing just a little bit more because now they're down. I mean, if you look at it, you can almost say the same thing for Kansas City. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're looking at the same type of dynamic. Now they have a couple of injuries on their side. Ships is getting rocky on the defensive side, and now the offense is suffering. You could say the same thing for the Carolina if that happens with JJ Watt, but JJ Watt's healthy. So I personally don't believe that the Packers defense can do anything to stop the Cardinals from scoring at least 30 to 40 points uh, in this game. So I'm still going to rock with the Cardinals on uh, coming forth in this week against the Packers, even though I like the Packers offense and what they're doing right now. They're six and with, with being six and one. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Game picks of the week, week eight, stop the edition. Let's hit it. Thursday Night Football, we just talked about this game pretty much for like 10 minutes. Green Bay at Arizona. And I need to roll with my own gut here. I'm kicking Green Bay. Yeah, all right. I'm going with the Cardinals. Hey, and you know what, Joe? You need to start posting up our scores right now because I feel hey, like – Hey, blame I'm, Kev. I'm blame Kev. Right blame Kev. Blame Kev. I have nothing to do with that. I feel like I'm up right now. Text Kev then. That's not my business. I'm going to talk to Kev. Hit him up. I'm fine. Even if I'm not up, I'm going to offer him some money so he can make sure. (laughs) You're a baby. You're a baby. Get over yourself. All right. We got the the Bengals, the New York Jets. Might be my lock of the week. I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Uh, You said Bengals versus the Jets? Yeah, let's go with Bengals. That's going to be easy call. Joe Burrows is hot right now. He's going to get off on him. All right. This is an interesting one. Eagles at Lions. I might get, I might, hey, I might give Detroit their I kind of like Detroit a little bit here. I kind of like Detroit here right now. They gave the Rams a hell of a game. Ended up kind of, you know, wasting away at the end with the Jalen Rams. You picked to seal the game Mm -hmm. away. Um, But they played well. Philadelphia is not playing well. I kind of want to take Detroit. You know what? I'm taking Detroit. Give me the Dan Campbell Detroit Lions. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Detroit as well. I just, like, the Eagles defense is just atrocious, man. I don't, I don't understand. It's really bad. Their dynamics, their dynamics, their their philosophy, their thought process on 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 their players. It's just off for me. So I'm going with Detroit. Fair enough. We have the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. This is a huge game for the AFC South. This mm-hmm. is massive, like like crazy, crazy big. Tennessee's hot right now, beating the Bills and the Chiefs in the last couple of weeks. The Colts have been a gritty team. Gritty is the, the, the prominent word there. They're a grounded pound play action team, plays great defense. And it's going to be a phenomenal matchup between Darius Leonard, Derrick Henry, that whole dynamic. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Tennessee Titans here, but I'm very unsure about this game. Why would you be unsure? 
I just think the Colts are playing really tough football right now. And the Titans are riding a little too high. Mm. See, I'm, I see, I'm feeling, I'm, I feel a bit, a bit, uh, I feel, I feel the opposite of that. Um, I feel like the Colts are dealing with injuries, um, even though they're playing extremely hard and they beat my 49ers, which is unfortunate inside of a, a, a tsunami, it looked like. Um, but Tennessee, they just have too many weapons. They're like, you, what are you going to do? You're going to stop the run or you're going to stop the pass? Even though Julio Jones doesn't look like the Julio Jones that we all know him to be, He's still out there and he's still making plays. He's still catching the ball. And at the end of the day, you don't have to be a great, you don't have to be a great wide receiver to catch the ball, but you still need, you still, you could just be an average quarterback. I mean, an average receiver and catch the ball and make things happen. So I'm still, I'm going, I'm going with Tennessee. I'm going with Tennessee on this one. All right. So we got, we got the LA Rams visiting the Houston Texans. Also a pretty good luck. I'm going to go with LA here. Yeah, L.A. as well. That's going to be an easy one. We don't even need to talk about Texans. Fair enough, fair enough. That was, that was our Jets conversation, and then they won the next week. So let's not, let's not curse the Rams here. Uh, <laughs> we, have the, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. It remains to be seen whether or not Baker Mayfield or Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt will be healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to take the Browns. They played well enough against Denver. Pittsburgh is just continuing to just not impress me whatsoever. Geno Smith almost beat him a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns here. I'm going with Steelers on this one. I feel like there's just a lot going on with the Browns. Um, they haven't even they had they weren't they weren't even in unison when everybody was healthy. So I don't see it happening right now. I'm gonna go with the Steelers. All right, we have the 49ers at the Chicago Bears. Gritty game. It's a gritty game. It's a gritty gritty game. I'm gonna give Chicago the edge here. I think Justin. Fields, yeah. I think Justin Fields yeah. needs a win. He's gonna get a win. You think out of all the games, he's going to beat the 49ers who has hey, a hey, hey, top Chris, defense right now. Chris, don't bitch me on about it. I'm giving you a free win. Take the the Niners then. Take them. I'm taking the Niners. I don't right, even that, need that, to, that's it. to get to me. I want you to stand on you sticking with the Bears and Justin Fields and that terrible offense to 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 me keeping, keeping up with the 49ers and us busting their ass. Okay, well, I'm standing on on my chair right now. I can't stand, yeah, stand on the table. On it. But stand I'm taking I'm taking the Chicago Bears. I'm taking yeah, the Chicago I'm Bears. 49ers, damn it! All right, that was a little that was a nice little prop I used. I like that. We should do that more. That's funny. All right, we have the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. I believe PJ Walker starting. The Falcons got a nice gritty win against Miami last week. I'm gonna go with Atlanta here, unless uh, they get Deshaun Watson. I don't know. <laughs> um. Damn, this is a toss-up game for me, honestly. I could care less who wins. And this is a hard one to pick, but it's a hard one to pick. So um, I'm probably I'm, I'm gonna go with Panthers because I'm sticking with it. I need I need to make sure that I'm beating you by a large margin. So I think the Panthers could probably pull this out. Okay, free win for me. I like that. Thank you so much, Chris. I love <laughs> when right. you give me those easy ones. Yeah, all, all right. right. We have the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills to finish up the one o'clock games for this week. I mean, if I'm we- calling you, Joe. I'm calling you as soon as I see this Panthers score and we win and the Panthers win. I'm well, calling FaceTime. You said you, you said you said you were gonna call me for the Bucks game too. I didn't get a I didn't get a text or a phone call for that game. I forgot. I was incapacitated at that time. It, incapacitated. I like that. <laughs> I'm making some merch with that on it for you. Incapacitated. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. All right, we have the – oh, we didn't talk about the game yet. I'm going to take Buffalo here at home against Miami. It shouldn't even be a Absolutely. question. Yeah, this is not – this is not – I don't know. I don't even think this is going to be fair, but I'm going to go with Buffalo as well. Yeah. We have the Patriots at the L.A. Chargers. Phenomenal football game. Cannot wait to watch this one. Chargers are riding high. Patriots are riding real high after that 45-point uh, output against the Jets last week. They've been in every single game. They've been in the Cowboys game, but they were in the Bucks game. The Chargers mm-hmm. – are coaching phenomenally. Justin Herbert's playing phenomenally. It's going to be a good game. Can we, can we, can we agree it's going to be a good game? No, no, oh, no. It's going to be a good game, but go ahead and tell me what you're about to say. I want to I'm hear t- this pick. I'm taking the New England Patriots. <laughs> Give, me yeah. Give me Mac Jones. Give me him. <laughs> Give me him. Give me Mac Jones. Give me the Pats. Give me him. Come on. Right on the yeah. Joe, 
keep it real. Keep it real. You think you're going to have another performance like last week? Not 45 points, but I think we're going to win the game. Over the Chargers, who's been averaging 35 hey, to 40 hey, points. Hey, we beat them last year, didn't we? That was last year. That was. Oh, this, okay, 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 this, okay, okay. This is, this, is, this is Justin Herbert, another year in of being a perennial then superstar. Pick the Chargers, coming then. Up. then pick the Chargers. I'm picking the Chargers. You know All right, then. The Patriots. Come All on, right, man. then. God damn. All you right. Know, we I, have the- I, don't want, I don't want my boy Matthew Judon hurting my quarterback because I got him on fantasy. But- fair enough, fair enough. Send him a text before the game. <laughs> We got we got the Jaguars at the Seattle Seahawks, and this is just not a great game for, for football fans in general. Unless the Seahawks get someone like Cam Newton to make it interesting at quarterback right now, or even Blake Bortles, because Geno Smith is not it right now. We have Jacksonville at Seattle. Tough game to pick. I'm going with the home team only because they're home. I'll take Seattle. Yeah, I'd probably go with the same thing as well. I know Seattle is, uh, is 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 tough for them right now, but they have a lot of promising players out there who still who still playing at a, a very high level. Tyler Lockett, D, DK Metcalf, the the running back committee defense is very. I mean, the defense is average, but we know at any point in time they can take over a game. I'm going with Seattle. All right, we have the Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. If Jameis Winston beats Tom Brady. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose my mind. They lost, he lost to Daniel Jones, but he beats Tom Brady. I'll lose my mind. I'm taking Tampa Bay. Matt Jones stands anyway. Don't, 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 I'm not having this conversation with you anymore. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Give me Tom Brady. Give me the Bucks. Yeah, I'm going with Tom Brady as well. I don't, I don't, I don't think the sun, I mean, I the Suns. look at me. I'm on the wrong sport. Uh, I don't think the Saints are going to be able to withstand the Buccaneers scoring um, because they're doing it at a high clip right now. Fair enough. Also, there's breaking news right now before we finish the show. 38 minutes ago, uh, as of 6-11, Jabril Peppers has ruptured his ACL and missed the remainder of the season. Thoughts and prayers to, to, to Jabril Peppers and everybody. Obviously, it's not going to affect their playoff standing because the Giants aren't going to make the playoffs. But I do, I do feel sorry for Jabril Peppers. He's a special guy, special talent. Was unbelievable in Michigan. So get better. They were soon. making moves. They were making. They were that defense was actually doing pretty well out there. So I don't know. They're gonna miss him. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. We have the Washington Football Team at the Denver Broncos. Guys, I don't know what's going on with Denver. I don't know what's going on with Washington. It's 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 this is a mess of a game and a tough game to pick. Um, and about ninety percent of the time, I'm gonna pick the home team. I just don't know if I want to do it right now. You pick first. I need I need some time to think about this. I'm going with Washington. I'm going with Washington. You're talking about you're talking about a top five defense is going to go out there with with Jamar Chase, and I'm talking about plaster Teddy Bridgewater out there. It's going to be nasty out there. He's not going to be able to run for long. It's going to be a lot of short dink and dunk plays. Uh, which they're going to come up, gang tackle, and, and, and keep it pushing. And and let's not even mention that Tyner Heineke is playing at a really good level right now, especially with Scary Terry out there making making amazing plays with 50-50 balls. So I'm going to Washington. Heineke! Like that. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going with you. I'll go with Tanner Heineke and I'll go with the Washington yeah. football team. I'll ride with you. Why not, Chris? I'll ride with you. Let's do it. All right. Let's go. All right. We have the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football against the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings are at home. Cowboys are hot. I hate Kirk Cousins. That's an easy answer for me. I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> it's simple math. It's simple oh, math. man. Joe, this is a hard one because you know how I feel about my boy Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, you said some very vulgar things about him. I actually secretly like root for the Vikings. Be honest with you, because I like the color purple. I like the city. I like the I like the chant that they have in their in their amazing stadium that they have. I thought like, you were still pissed at them. I'm no, no. I like them. They've they've turned the other cheek for me. So. It's ah, it's hard because Dallas is on a roll right now. That Prescott is coming off of a is coming off a calf injury, and he's been seen walking around and not you know not just sitting there. So it's hard. I mean, I'm I think I'm gonna go with Vikings on this one. I'm gonna go with the Vikings on this one just because I feel like 
I feel like the defense is going to have that extra uh, incentive to go for the quarterback, being that his leg is hurt. And now I don't want to wish any injury on anybody, but just for that, I know that they're going to be going after him. So I'm going with the Vikings. All right, then. To finish up the slate, Monday Night Football, we have the New York Giants at the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, if the Giants win this game, I can press the panic <laughs> button on Kansas City. That's what I can do. That's what I can promise you I'll do. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with Kansas City here, and I really don't think it will be a contest. And if it is, we'll have a serious conversation next week about this. Yeah, no, I think I think, I think think Kansas City Chiefs is going to win this game, and I think it's going to be a close one as well because, like I said, the Giants' defense is doing pretty well right now. I mean, just doing pretty good right now. And not for nothing, but the offense – uh, the giant, the Giants' offense isn't the most polished offense out there, but they do make plays. Um, it's a lot of random run around, get open, uh, and and make something happen type of a team. And anything like you know, any team like that can 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 win a game if you know what I'm saying. If if your defense isn't up to par, so I'm gonna go with Kansas City, but it might be a closer closer game than we think. If they don't come out, if, if if they don't come out there uh, balling like that, and that wraps up Stafford and Matthew's picks for Week Eight. Interrupt with the show for the, for this week. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We love you guys. We appreciate every single listen you give us every single week. We love you. Um, our website. I know, I know. Before we start talking about it, I know you guys just point it's not out yet. I get it. The merch store looks great. I've added more designs in the last week than I can possibly count. Um, and we, we do to put that, te- that teaser out there last week, we put a teaser out there for all some of the new merch. Um, I thought it looked great. Chris, what do you think about it? Did it look good? Yeah, no, I liked it a lot, man. I, I can't wait to see more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, me too. So we'll make sure it's happening soon. I can't give you a date cause our business manager is actually, uh, on the, on vacation right now. When he comes back, we'll get that done as soon as humanly possible. And uh, we'll start putting some content out there for you. You guys are going to love it. I really hope you love it. And I think you will. So, all right, guys, we'll see you next week and uh, enjoy uh, Halloween. Happy Halloween.